Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride-along with the Bikes on Bikes. This is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike Marcus. He is Mike Forrest, and this is the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. How's it going, Mike? Uh, just a thought I had today. You know the movie The Lion King? And I'm I'm talking about either version. You know, either version, right? Uh, Absolutely, I know the movie The Lion King. Um... So, the way that, like, lions and, like, a pride of lions works, um, it's pretty reasonable to assume that Nala was raped by Scar multiple times. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. But yeah, that's all I got. Alright, well, that is Nature Talk. With one half of the mics on mics. You know, um, <laughs> it would have been really nice to have talked to the ghost of Steve Irwin about this, but... It would have been, but I think that uh, seance has, like, come and yeah, gone. Yeah, and... I know. I was just saying, like, this would have been a good thought to have, like, you know, a year ago, <sighs> six months yeah, ago, whatever, yeah. whenever that shit was happening. It was cold. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, Man, listen... I don't have anything for our, you know, sometimes our occasional segment last week on Drive-By. Um, for me, it's because I've had zero time to even go back and re-listen properly to the show. I, um, I'm on a vacation, man, and it's it's been interesting. Uh, nothing like vacations that start off with the AC going out on the hottest day of the year in years and thinking man i'm on vacation i have time to watch all this wrestling at night no i've had to squeeze time into watching wrestling i think i've watched less wrestling now than i have in a week when i have work that's i feel bad for you man i I had a bad vacation (laughs) as you know we discussed on here it sucks fucking sucks yes yes the first uh... day sets the tone for everything too well, as I said, first day, central air going out on the hottest day of the year in years. It was it was rough. Uh, luckily, not a super expensive fix, and it only took you know till Sunday to get it fixed. So we'll see. It's been getting better. Uh, in case you guys are wondering, we are recording this a little earlier because I'm on vacation. So you know some of the late week things that break in the wrestling world we might miss this week but guess what you're just gonna have to deal with it it's all right nothing's gonna happen (laughs) all right let's get into this mike because we got a lot of stuff to cover um we're gonna start tonight out with a, a little bit of what i would call wrestling potpourri and we're gonna do some quick takes i sent you some things mike to get your You know, quick thoughts on them. I'll give my quick thoughts on them. Uh, First off, AEW, we finally get a night confirmed. Uh, Starting on October 2nd, every Wednesday. I don't think they've given a time yet, but every Wednesday will be AEW Wrestling on TNT. 
Right on. Uh, going head-to-head with some NXT, I see. The real competitor. Yeah, one way or another. Um, what are your thoughts on the rumor that's been pretty strong for a while now uh, that WWE's in talks with uh, Fox to get yet another TV deal, which would include uh, NXT on Fox Sports 1? I think NXT's a real selling point for the network. See, I think it is. I think it's a catch-22, because I think, I mean, I don't think WWE is just going to give it to them. You know, they're going to get money out of this, which is, you know, good for everyone. Hopefully that would give uh, some of these NXT stars a little bump in pay, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, you're right. NXT is a pretty strong selling point for the network. Um, that being said, their takeovers, I'm sure, would still be on the network, which would still be a selling point for the network. It's, I think it's kind of a catch-22. Uh, the thing that I've heard floated out there a few places and even had the own thought in my head is that he, this would kind of – we had this Evolve uh, 130 on the network, this 10th anniversary special – that maybe Evolve becomes the new network's the network's new like quote unquote NXT where they will be the weekly show that's developmental quote unquote where NXT becomes more of a third solid alternative brand. Um, I, I think it's still all up in the air, Mike, and I think it's I think it's good either way you look at it. It just depends on how everything affects each other, if that makes sense. Um, AEW versus NXT really is the battle. Um, I, I do find it a little curious that they went with Wednesday instead of Tuesday at AEW. However, another thing that you hear is this is a lot to do with basketball. Because basketball, NBA is on TNT, and this will help to prevent them from becoming preempted from time to time throughout the year. Um, I mean, TNT does have a lot of basketball. <laughs> Anything they can do to avoid. I mean, getting preempted. I Look, this might just be the 90s wrestling fan in me, but I'm sorry, getting preempted is like the worst fucking thing that can happen to a wrestling show. Yeah, it's pretty horrible, especially when you're trying trying to create and establish a rhythm with your fandom. Like, um, I will never not hate the the, the fucking Westminster dog show. <laughs> yeah, it, it's awful anyway, and the fact that it took Monday Night Raw off what seemed like several times a year is It was once really a year. Annoying. It was only once a year, but it was like, it happened clear up until the point where I think WWE was like, nah, man, suck our dicks. Look how much money we're making for you. Yeah. We yeah. just, we're setting records now. Yeah. SummerSlam setups. We touched on this last week when we talked a bit about championship reigns. Um, we talked a lot of Seth, a lot of Becky, even a little Bailey. Um, and and you know we're gonna talk. I, I want to talk a little bit deeper on Kofi here, maybe in the next segment. But some other things that have been set in motion with SummerSlam is maybe Charlotte's out of out not having a match on SummerSlam, which seems weird, but the rumor is we might get a Charlotte Flair Trish Stratus match in uh Trish's hometown of Toronto, Canada. How do you feel about that just kinda that rumor that's out there in the ether right now? 
you're a huge Charlotte fan. Um, Trish is not, how do I say this nicely? Trish is not the most technical <laughs> wrestler, but for her era, she was, you know, one of the best. And, and I'm a fan. Okay. Um, who was Becky Lynch's best match ever against? Charlotte Flair. Who was Ronda Rousey's best match ever against? <sighs> I see where we're going with this. Charlotte Flair. Who was Oscar's best match ever against? That would be Charlotte Flair. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Trish Stratus is on the level of the three women that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. But I reckon Charlotte will get a match out of her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I would think so. And I think it'll be... I think it'll be fun and entertaining, which is all I ever asked for. And with the with the hometown behind Trish, Charlotte will be playing the clear heel, which is where she shines the most, in my opinion. Um, I, I think it'll be good. And I think it's a... Especially when Charlotte wins, it'll be another solid thing. Another solid way for them to book these legends, which, which, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Raw reunion, Mike. And, you know, we just had Raw 25, what, I don't even know, a year ago. It it seems like it was not that long ago. It was kind of a disjointed show, in my opinion. Well, it was fun. It was in two different arenas. It, it felt a little disjointed. This show, this Raw reunion, quote, unquote, had tons of legends, maybe even more than uh, Raw 25. And in my opinion, this was a perfect way to use these legends. They used them throughout the show. They put some of them on commentary for different matches. They didn't take up an, you know, an an extreme amount of TV time, but what time they were on TV, it made it seem more important. Uh, they made the 24-7 title look, and I have in my notes, I said they had it look fun, silly, but also important because it was the thread throughout the entire show. They actually put the 24-7 title on, what, two or three women? Three women, I believe. And... You know, that was kind of a little fun twist that hopefully we can, now that they've done it, hopefully we can come back to it. And maybe the most impressive and important use of the Legends is what happened with Bray Wyatt. So I'm going to pause right there, and we'll come back right to that. But with everything else with the Raw reunion, man, how did you enjoy it? Because Stone Cold come out, as you said to me, Stone Cold came out and got to be Stone Cold. Stone Cold was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to question that. Anything about it. Stone, no, Stone no, Cold not at all. was fucking awesome. <laughs> Mick Foley did his part. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. Props to Mick Foley for being, like, the only motherfucker on the show that got a, something current over or moved something forward in any way. Thank, yes, he did. Thank you, Mick, because I'll be honest with you. I didn't give a fuck about like 90% of the people that were on this shit, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, I, 
didn't need to see. Look, man, I fucking love the click, right? <laughs> right? I do, man. I, I fucking love the click, right? But do I need mm-hmm. a bunch of 55-year-old motherfuckers? Scott Hawk looks like he can barely fucking walk. Kevin Nash it looks like an old man now. Like, they're old men, man. And it's like, did they really need to come down and run off the club? I mean, I guess it was a nice moment, but, like, fuck, the club got to show up next week. I don't know. I just... It, it was fun. You know, I nothing, saw someone comment. Here's the thing, like, yes, it spiked the ratings. It spiked the ratings, mm-hmm. right? It did, man, mm-hmm. right? But next week, the ratings going to fucking suck again. And you, they didn't do anything with the Legends... To like, okay, so you like you had eyes on this fucking product, right? So you had mm-hmm. like the ratings spiked, so obviously more people were watching, right? So you could mm-hmm. use this time to like captivate these eyes that were on the product that aren't normally on it and be like, oh shit, like here's something interesting. Aside from Bray Wyatt, they didn't do any of this. Here's something interesting that'll make you want to watch next week. Well, no, fuck no, man. Why do they care? No, like, they didn't do anything, unless you were really impressed with Bray Wyatt and the 24-7 title, which if you're impressed, who the fuck is impressed with the 24-7 title, other than you, other than you and AJ Spurgeon? (laughs) There's a lot of people, it's one of the most viewed segments on YouTube, so we're not alone. Should make Um, me sick to my stomach. Let me, let me say this, and you can really kind of take this for what it is. Uh, you got to see AJ and Seth go there for a minute. It's a shame that Ricochet was out with a, apparently an infection in his elbow because that was supposed to be his spot. And I think that would have been like, hey, look what this guy we have. You need to tune in and watch him every week. So I think they maybe, that could have been a highlight point for them. I think putting Seth in that spot wasn't definitely not the worst idea, uh, especially since he's kind of the face of the company now. I'll also say... That they made Drew McIntyre look like an absolute killer, uh, which I think is fantastic. I think he's another centerpiece that could be used for this company. Um, and I think just those two things alone, uh, is it enough to justify all the money they probably spent to bring all these guys and girls in and get this little ratings boost? I don't know, man, but... Uh, you know, I've sat here for a year, probably a year or two now, talking about how the ratings really don't matter. So, at the same time, I really don't care. It was a fun show. It was entertaining. It was a definitely a reunion show. It, it kept my interest the entire time, and I enjoyed it. And like I say, that's all that matters to me. Look, I didn't hate it, right? No, it was, I know. Well, it was, I know. It was an enjoyable enough show, <laughs> but... um. My, I, I just, it's a fucking missed opportunity. And again, you know how I feel about like older wrestlers, man. I, I, it's, I had good memories of you. It's right on, man. I fucking love Big Daddy Cool, uh, Big Sexy Kevin Nash, right? Yeah, I, he was, I agree with he's you. He's like there, one man, of my cause... top five favorite wrestlers of all time. I don't need to see this dude on TV ever again unless I'm watching Magic Mike. Uh, he looked, he looked a little lost out there, even. Um, it's just like right. I don't need to see the fucking road dog ever, 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 <laughs> ever the fuck again. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, I, I love to death. Um, 
sometimes I'm like, all right, Sean, chill. Um, Hunter, keep you love doing, seeing Sean out there. Keep doing your thing. Nah, man, I didn't watch the Saudi thing. <laughs> I did watch. How that. did you? How did you feel? You brought up Sean. Let's jump to this real quick, and we'll come back. How did you feel about? Uh, Sean's segment on Miss TV on SmackDown because I thought ah, it was a well done piece. I love with Dolph. that he called Dolph Ziggler a second rate Sean Mike. <laughs> it was good stuff. Uh, again, th- th- those are two examples right there. We'll come back to the other one. This is the first we'll go to since we jumped to it. Didn't even have it written down, but a great way to use a quote unquote legend because. I know Dolph Ziggler's not like that a was perfect. brand new up and coming talent, but here you go. You have Dolph Ziggler super kick someone that is universally loved uh, and praised and, you know, is now getting that NXT rub, quote unquote. So people love him even more and you create an issue there. And whether it leads to something, I, I mean, I would hope that it doesn't lead to a match. But that being said, it can lead somewhere that can pique even the Laps fans' interest when they hear Shawn Michaels. So I like this. Uh, another legend at that reunion who, and we kind of brought it up, you kind of said it, but did the best thing a legend could do is put a young talent over is Mick Foley taking the mandible claw from the crawling out of dark, appearing out of nowhere, fiend version of Bray Wyatt. Uh, how do you feel about the Mandible Claw, and do you think he uses it in the future? Dude. <laughs> Dude. It was fucking... It's like a perfect move for him, man. I it hope, really is. I hope... <sighs> Look, we're like... It's 2019, right, man? Um, mm-hmm. we've lived through, like, ECW, New Japan's been doing wild shit since, like, s- the 70s, um, we've seen all the finishing moves, right? We've seen them all. We've, Pretty we've, much. We've seen them all, man. You're not ever gonna come up, look, no one's ever gonna come up with anything better than the Stone Cold Stutter, okay? It is what it is. <laughs> it's flat out. I'm sorry, it just, it is what it is, man. And I think here lately, WWE, speaking of the stunner, and Seth Rollins using the pedigree there for a bit, um, mm-hmm. it shows that they're kind of open to, like, maybe... Um, pulling out these old moves and dusting them off. Pulling out these old moves and dusting them off. Man, Randy Orton uses a second diamond. Come on. Right. Uh, like, so I think that... And it's not like the diamond cutter was some, like, underground move, man. Like... Diamond Dallas Page is like three-time heavyweight champion of the world. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that maybe they have they're they're open to like like you said, man, dusting them off, man. No one's used them for fucking fifteen years. Like so, yeah, man, it's a brutal move. Like that's why he did it. That's why it was mankind's finishing move. It's a fucking brutal looking move man it's perfect for the character i hope we continue to see it i do too and i mean clearly foley can't take a bump so he couldn't take a sister abigail so they went with probably the next best thing which is his own finishing move um i hope that he uses it and it's perfect with those gloves yes and and i hope that it's 
it's probably happenstance that they decided to do that. Hopefully they like the visual and we get to see that more. Uh, maybe even at, you know, that could be, that could be a secondary finisher. Uh, it could be done after Sister Abigail. It could be done before it and we don't even see Sister Abigail, which makes the Sister Abigail movie even more special, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think there is tons of room to work with this and, you know, going with the fact that Mick Foley just completely put over Bray. He didn't even come out at the end, which is yay for continuity, right? So he gets oh, attacked right by the Fiend, like what? Like the ten, I think it was like the 10 o'clock hour, like maybe the end of the 9 o'clock hour, going into the 10 o'clock hour, whatever. But he doesn't come out on a ramp with everyone at the end, which helps sell the idea that the Fiend, you know, put a hurting on him and he couldn't even come back out or he... I don't know how it was framed in the arena, if he disappeared or what. But either way, it it was good good on him, good on the writers to realize that, not let him go out there, whatever the case may be. Uh, Continuity, we're always about continuity here, so that was fantastic. And then when you go into SmackDown, and now we see Finn addressing Bray Wyatt and the attack that he had suffered the week before, and we get a promo from Finn on the big screen in the flipping Funhouse, Mike. It was Funhouse Bray with Ramblin' Rabbit and Mercy the Buzzard by his side. They're doing exactly what I want them to do with this, Mike. That's... I've been saying this since the beginning, man. <laughs> Have I not? Have yep. I freaking not been saying this since the beginning? So, um... I love it. I, I wish that he would have called out the demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to specifically call out the demon. But we've got weeks left until SummerSlam. So we've got weeks left and you know, you know I we could still have that happen. I'm also not going to say that protecting the demon is the worst idea uh you know if bray beats finn especially with finn supposedly taking time off and he disappears for a while and bray can continue to wreak havoc and then when finn does come back if we want to get back into it with the demon and bray's got a lot of wins under his belt by then uh i'm not saying the demon should come back and beat bray i'm not saying they should jump right into it but that's still money on the table for down the road and i don't think that's a bad idea either so i think because bray's gonna win this match at SummerSlam. you know what i mean like that's a foregone conclusion yeah you can tell that just by the way they're presenting it so if we save the demon for you know i don't know survivor series rumble or wrestlemania or even SummerSlam next year not the worst case scenario either no, I mean, there's no, there's no rush to it. That's right. the ongoing problem with WWE is they they constantly want to rush things, and there's no right. rush to it. We don't need to rush this. So if we don't get Demon versus Fiend, I'm going to be okay with it. And if we do, and Bray wins, which he will, I'm okay with that too. And I think it'll all work out either way. Uh, we're gonna take a pr- quick break, guys. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and throw to our good friends Boris and Bart. And they got a little bit of info and a little bit of takes uh, from their points of view on the reunion 
hang tight. We will be right back. Bart! With the Super Short Report. That's right, guys. Coming off the Raw reunion. What did you think? I wasn't a huge fan. I thought it was kind of crappy, to be quite honest. You are wrong. It was a fantastic show. A very good show. Minus that same as Hane. The Jay's Hane's man. I hate him. I cannot stand him in the least. Yeah, he, it was, the whole show was lame. I, I didn't like it at all. All the hype for nothing. Hulk Hogan was there, the Nature Boy was there, but it was such an odd interaction between those two. Like, Hogan was trying to get the Nature to listen to the crowd. I'm sorry, Hulkster, I love you, but no one wants to see the Nature Boy listen to the crowd. That's not true, I'd like to see him listen to the crowd. No, Boris, please, just listen to me. Hear me out. Nobody wants to see the Nature Boy listening to the crowd, Hogan. Nobody does. They don't want to see you strutting and, and styling and profiling either. It's very true. Do not steal the way I talk. I will break your arms. That is very right. All right. Well, I didn't mean to do that, but it's the truth. Nobody wants to see the Nature Boy act like Hogan, and nobody wants to see Hogan act like the Nature Boy. I really think that was with all the all the odd looks that Hogan was getting. I think that it was that. I do not. I think it was whenever he said about him. No. Boris, we're not even going to get into that. It's just way too controversial for the Super Short Report to cover that. That's another level. Anyways, yeah, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the Raw reunion. Why is Eva Marie so mad now? She's so bad and mean all the time. Where do you see Eva Marie ever? She's gone, dude. I haven't seen her in months. I see her this week. I see her all the time. She's so mean now. She's so bad and mean. Uh... Oh, my God. You're talking about Maria Canellis. Dude, that's not Eva Marie. Yes, it is. Shut your mouth and love the red hair. Dude, it's, I know. It's not. It's not Eva Marie. It's Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis, and it is god-awful horrible to watch. I don't even like watching it. It's so awkward. It is very strange. I do not like she's so mean to Joey Mercury. So very mean. It's not... Ah... Uh... Anyways, um, yeah, it's not my favorite thing at all. But uh, how about Seth Rollins going after the beast again at SummerSlam? It is going to end very bad for that sniveling coward, dear Rollins. That's right, he's back to being Beth Rollins. Why? He didn't do anything weird with Becky Lynch this week. Beth Rollins is dead as far as I'm concerned. Leave it be, don't mention it. If you say the name three times, Beth Rollins, it'll come back. And you don't want to do that, so that's two, don't do it again. All right, so Shut your mouth, you little jerk. That is right, roll and say. The broke, the big mind, the beast in the bank. He is the no beast. You say the no beast. Rollins, you will be very, very bad. The beast will break you down. He will throw you around. Suplex it, you will never be back again. That is very right, Rollins. Very right. I'm kind of sick of Seth Rollins. Not him. I'm sick of Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. I want to see somebody else going after the big man. Even boring Bobby Lashley, even, possibly. I do not want to see the boring Bobby. That is no good.
Mike, last week we took time and we talked title reigns and the current title reigns, the current championship situations. And I want to kind of continue with that in a slightly different manner. Uh, you know, we discussed it, and you and I maybe didn't agree 100% on it. Um, I, I don't think they've all been horrible. Maybe the booking hasn't been the greatest. Maybe as much as both of us love Baron Corbin, maybe that's not the most top-tier opponent for the Universal Champion of the World, Seth Rollins, or former Universal Champion of the World, of the Universe, of the Masters of the Universe, Seth Rollins. But, I have the power. But, you know... Booking has a lot to do with it, but I want to take it from another approach, Mike, and kind of where the wrestling business is kind of feeding on itself, uh, devouring itself, and it starts with the fans, and the fans, I'm going to put this out there, are causing a lot of this on their own, because why is it that just about every single champion that the people are clamoring for are hated once they reach that pinnacle, Mike. I mean, we could probably go back even in the last couple of years and, you know, look at this and say, hey, you're right. But let's just look specifically right now. Seth Rollins. Now, on this show, we are both huge Seth Rollins fans. We've been riding this dude's nuts for like, what, two and a half years now? Yeah. And you and I can both agree he's one of the best pro wrestlers in the entire world, correct? Correct. And while neither one of us are here to talk shit on him or talk about how horrible he is now that he's champ, if you look in the the Twitterverse of pro wrestling, if you look in the internet wrestling community... This dude, this dude became Universal Champ, which everybody wanted him to do. He beat the Beast, which everybody wanted him to do. He then picked up the WWE flag and stuck it firmly in the ground when people started poking the bear and trying to take a shot at the company he's trying to be the face of, the company that he worked his entire life with, you know, videos of him in childhood pretending to be a wwe champion he did this from you know he did what he wanted to do he achieved his childhood dream then he picked up the company flag and said screw all of you this is the greatest company in the world and i'm the champion of it and everyone hates him for it you know he makes a couple remarks on twitter defending the company people don't like the way he worded things like we're, we're mincing his words now uh, and when I say we, I'm not talking us because we're not, but I'm saying in general, you know, people are against him for everything that he's fought for and everything he stood for. And half of that stuff is things that are things that people were asking for him to do. So I, we're like in this real, this weird world where there's like this fan toxicity and in my opinion, it's killing, it's killing fandom and it's killing <sighs> desire. Uh, and I'm going to say right now, it's mostly on the WWE side, but we're going to get into a little bit of that here. Uh, but does what I'm saying make sense, Mike? Can, can you kind of expand on this? Or are you in agreement with what the, the way I'm laying this out? I agree with like half of what you're saying. Um, 
as far as what Seth Rollins said on Twitter, um, if you don't like it or whatever, I don't want to say offended by it, but I'm going to say offended by it because I hate to be like one of these guys. But like, man, if like what he said on Twitter offended you, like, please fuck off. Like, (laughs) really, man, like he defended the company he works for. And like, I person when he when we talked about it on the show, I said, man, I I like that he was like, check your fucking bank account before you come talk to me, boy. Like I like that, man. That's a big dog move, man. Sometimes you gotta remind a little dog that he's talking to a big dog. No disrespect to Will Ospreay, I'm a fan. I, I'm a big fan of Will Ospreay, but sometimes you gotta like, as a big dog, you gotta check a little dog. And yep. I and that's all he did was he was the big dog checking the little dog, and I, the other half. Look, man. WWE is about the chase, right? They'll put on a hell of a show for a chase. When someone's chasing something, a title, uh, a revenge, anything, they'll put on a hell of a show. They've never really known what to do. Once the person has, uh, you know, ended the chase and succeeded. I can't, like, it's not Seth, like, we talked about it last week, man, it's none of these people's fault. It's just, the chase, we get so caught up in the chase, fuck yeah, man, Seth Rollins, he's gonna slay the beast. Because it's brilliant, they put the packages together, it's what you're supposed to want, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then they give us like, you know, four months of Seth Rollins getting told to go make a sandwich for his girlfriend. <laughs> and, it, and, and you're months, like, and but... you're like, and you're like, and you're like, get this shit the fuck off my TV. So I think it's a mixed bag, man. I think some people just get butt hurt because he fucking told Will Ospreay, shut the fuck up. And Ooh, it's even the other half the, of it is, man, he hasn't been given compelling work. And as the on-screen person, it's a shame because wrestlers catch the blame. Wrestlers catch like 95% of the blame. You could be the best fucking pro wrestler in the world. The, uh, fucking look at John Boxley, right? How much uh-huh. shit have we fucking talked about that guy on this show? About him being boring as fuck? About uh, Dean Ambrose. About Dean yeah. Ambrose, how we couldn't even fucking stand him. And, yeah. like, John Moxley, I like John Moxley after one fucking day. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, you know, so, some of the new stuff with Seth, and I'm not even sure if you've caught it or not, uh, it's within the last couple of days, he was apparently on a, uh, and I, see, this is the problem, is it was taking a clip, I haven't heard the whole thing, and people that have heard it that will defend Seth and say this is all taken out of context. Seth has also said it's taken out of context, but he was also on a Seth was on a SummerSlam conference call and they asked about uh, Dean slash Moxley going to AEW and he said something effective that he was shocked by it. But then he made some mention about how what he was trying to say is that he's competition now. And so basically it's us against them. And he said something about now that Mox is coming to take food off my table and people took that clip, took that soundbite and are running with it. Like how, well, Seth, you're a millionaire with your big bank account. How are you not able to eat? Blah, blah, blah. And he's flat out come out and said, like, it's a saying, it's an expression. You know, their competition is what I mean, which anyone with half a brain understands what he was going for there. (laughs) 
but we're going to turn it into something bigger because we hate Seth Rollins right now. You know what I mean? It's just this ludicrous thing where everyone's talking about how Seth is now a jerk. Uh, this It doesn't stop with him, Mike, though, because it does go into Becky. And yes, they paired them together. Here's my opinion with that, because I agree with what you said. It wasn't great, okay? But they tried it. I think they really wanted to see what they could have there. I think to WWE's credit, now they could change this all next week, but I think to WWE's credit, they've shown we see it really didn't work the way we wanted it to, and they're going their separate ways on TV because they really haven't brought it back up, have they? No, I think they just needed to get through, you know. It was just Extreme a rules. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a time kill. They 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 had these two quote unquote position changes with creative with Bischoff and Heyman. They that wasn't gonna start until after Extreme Rules. They had these ideas maybe in their back pocket and they said, Let's screw it, let's just throw it against the wall and see what sticks. It didn't stick. They're not working with it as far as we can tell right now, so again, credit where credit's due. Let's move on. They tried it, it didn't work, we move on. Cool. But, you know, I've seen people talk shit on Becky Lynch and on her title reign and this, that, and the other. You know, again, we've seen not nearly as many, but people talk about Kofi and how he's not a good champion and this and that and the other. And this is all these three people, even Bailey right now. These are people that fans, quote unquote, have been clamoring for to be in these spots. And when they get there. They don't like it. It's like, you're right. It's like, here was the chase. It was fun. And now everything's back to, well, now we want something else. We're we're the needy, as I've said, needy wrestling fan. We got that. Now we want more. We want more. And that's someone else, someone replacing the spot, someone taking that championship. And maybe as a company creatively, they need to do a better job with the run instead of the chase. But sometimes I don't even think they're given a chance to do that. I think we're getting a reset with Seth Rollins at at SummerSlam. I'm still in the belief that he's going to beat Brock at SummerSlam and get that Universal title back. I think they weren't crazy about the way he won it at WrestleMania. I think, something that a lot of people weren't bringing up, that that title win at Mania had a lot to do with Brock and UFC and what was going to happen next. Because I don't know that that was necessarily... uh, hammered out yet i think that ufc match with cormier was still on the table and i don't think brock wanted to do much to risk getting hurt um look hey first of all i just want to say did kofi not look like a real fucking champion this week i think kofi's looked like a real champion this entire time i mean don't get me wrong kofi's done well but like holy shit this week Dude looks like a fucking champion. So I just want to say that and get that out of the way. Um, that crossed my mind, and I just wanted to make sure I got that. I was very impressed with like his poise and everything this week. Um, I I agree. I we'll come back to that. I want to talk about it. Go ahead. As far as Brock Lesnar, um, I don't know. I don't know if he loses this. I don't know, man. But can you agree with me that maybe this WrestleMania match came off the way it did because UFC was still floating out there? It could I have. Mean, it yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it definitely could have. And maybe that was just a, you know what, now that we have him, now that he's not going back to UFC, 
now that we have a more permanent idea of what we're doing with him, we can actually let these two have the match they should have had at Mania. You know, whoops, Re- we didn't do it the best we yeah. could, but let's redo it now. You know what I mean? Really get Seth Rollins over. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, now, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> they could have a... They could have a, and I'm going to say this, but they could have a five-star Brock match, and, you know, two weeks later, everyone hates Seth Rollins again, and it'll be what it'll be, and we'll have this discussion again, Mike. But, Dude, this has been an ongoing problem with this company forever, though. Like, But is they, it the company? Is it the company? Because, to be fair, no, Mike... No, it really is. No, I, I partially blame the company, because, look, man, like, you can go back to any champion, really, that they've had. Like, they were, like... Other, like, Shawn Michaels, man. Shawn Michaels, once he got the title, they never really knew what to do with him. Bret Hart, same thing. Uh, arguably, Steve Austin was the only face champion they've ever had that, like, once he got the title, they knew what the fuck to do with him. Like, Cena gets the title, he's aimless when he has a punk. Punk, man? The only time Punk's title reign ever meant shit was that 434 days, and that's because they flipped him to heel halfway through the thing and gave him Paul Heyman, and he was the only relevant motherfucker on the TV show. Like, anytime Randy Orton's been a heel or a face champion, they just don't know what to do once you attain your goal. They have no idea what to do with you because they've always, since their inception as a company, their storytelling has been based around the chase. But is it the company, or is it just the idea that a babyface champion isn't compelling? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's once, that also. Once they I just think, it, I, yeah, once they achieve it, there's nothing left for them to do, man. The company itself, sorry. I just don't think this company, I think it's so ingrained into them. And I'm not saying it's the company. I just think that this is like their process. And it always has since their start. They've always been this kind of like this is how they told a story. This is their process. And I just think that like they it's so ingrained into them to focus on the chase that they don't think farther than attaining the goal. Well, I think that it'll be interesting, Mike, because with AEW looming and them being a weekly product, because I think that has a lot to do with this, Mike. With AEW being a weekly product, with them being the first real, I don't want to say this, they're going to be the first real competition, because Impact, I'm sorry, they're not, and WCW's been gone since, what, 2001? So, you know, with the first actual competition in 17, 18 years, however you want to look at it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because I, I just have this feeling, I could be wrong, I have this feeling that once AEW is kind of established and off and running and we have champions here and there, that this same shit's going to happen to them. And I could be wrong. Maybe they'll find that magic solution. But I think once, you know, I said it's going to be a crime if Jericho doesn't win this AEW uh, World Championship. So let's say Jericho's their heel champion to kick kick the show off. And kick the TV run off, you know, he'll get great heat. He's Chris Jericho, so he's loved. And I think AEW does have the problem where they don't really have any heels. But, no, you they know, want to position all themselves as faces. Moxley right, and right. Jericho are pretty much it. Yeah. Well, and Sean, everyone, Sean Spears, everyone loves, I guess, now. 
Yeah, but everyone, yeah, other than him, but, like, no one really cares about him, to be fair, and everyone loves everybody else. That's so true. it'll be interesting. That's a topic for another day. But my point I'm trying to make here, Mike, is, you know, if Jericho gets his title and Jericho's the AEW champion and Paige is chasing or Omega's chasing, once they get that title, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if we can continue you know, down that path or if people start to go sour on them. It'll be interesting to see because on one hand you say this is a tale of two different fan bases, but at the same time, it's the same fan base. Let's not, let's not pretend like it's all just one or another because people who, a majority of people who watch AEW will also be WWE watchers. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes and see if they suffer the same pitfalls. And if they don't, you know, I hate to say it, maybe WWE can figure out a new trick from the new dog in town. I don't know. It's it's definitely a, a topic of interest for me and something I think we're going to examine as time goes on, Mike. And we can kind of take a look at and see how the two companies compare in their, their babyface champions and their babyface champion run. Now, you brought it up, so we'll wrap up the segment with this. Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, SummerSlam. Uh, a story, what, 11 years, 10 years in the making? Uh, this I love. I love the way Kofi carried himself on Tuesday. And again, I don't have a problem with the champion calling out the top challenger in his opinion. You know, you want to be a strong champion. You want to fight the best to defend that title against the best. And on SmackDown's roster right now, there's really not anyone better than Randy Orton, or at least more qualified. So... We had the segment, Kofi held his own, Kofi told a story, Randy told a story, and was fantastic on his part as well, which makes me more excited because when Randy Orton's invested in something, it usually shines pretty bright. Yeah, we've often said, when he's invested, it's it's very good, so I'm looking forward to this also. Yeah, and I think... Of all the people we've talked about, Mike, I think Kofi is probably getting the best championship run. Um, more people are interested in that than not. Um, yes, he's facing criticism. Yes, he's facing some disdain, I guess, but not nearly as much as the other people we've mentioned, the other champions on the main champions on the show. So he's getting a little bit of a pass right now from the fans. And I think that the way they've spaced it out and now bringing this quote-unquote big-time feud in. I think it's going to work well for him. I think Kofi retains. I think there's a chance Kofi is a champion for a long time, maybe even to Rumble or WrestleMania this year. Yeah, I think definitely. Um, no, Look, man, no one wants to see Orton as champion again. And beating Orton at SummerSlam. <laughs> I'm serious. And beating Orton in a competitive match at SummerSlam will cement him. Kofi. Yeah, it'll yeah. cement Kofi. It really will. So, yep. yeah, I, I yep. think he's, yeah, I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I like it, and I like the positioning of it. I think it's going to be one of the one of the better matches on the card. I think the bottom line with this whole topic, Mike, is I really do think that when it comes down to it, the product is a product, and you know, you said they've been doing this for years, and it's hard to argue, but we still loved it then, and I don't know why that's got to be different for for now. Uh, the product is a product, and it seems that the fans are a large part of what's hurting the product and the way that they react to the things that are presented because 
sometimes it's probably sometimes I think we just need to as a fan base be fans and not be critics and sometimes we just have to step back and like I try to say every week when we review the shows or we go over the pay-per-views you know it's what what is it uh I'm losing the movie gladiator are you not entertained you know, if you're not entertained, fine. But if you're in, at least enjoying some parts or some aspects, if you're being entertained, this is a television show, guys. You're supposed to be entertained. If you're enjoying what you're watching and being entertained by it, then that's all that should matter. You don't necessarily need to take every little thing that's done and examine how it should have been done differently and how you would have done this differently and how this should have looked this way. Just enjoy the show, guys. Relax a little bit. Just relax a little bit. Yeah, just chill, man. <laughs> probably tell myself quick... that sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pass it along into you subconsciously, Mike. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna do something a little different in the next segment. I'm actually gonna sit back a little bit, relax, let my amazing co-host here take the reins of the show a little bit. And what are we gonna talk next segment, Mike? Oh, we're talking San Diego Comic Con. We're putting our nerds hat on deep this week. Hang tight. We will be right back. Alright man, SDCC was this week, San Diego Comic Con. Yes sir. Flat out. End of story. Biggest nerd. And it's not even like a nerd event anymore. It's like an everything event. It's mainstream. Yeah, it's super mainstream now. You've probably heard of it. If you're listening to this show, odds are that you fucking heard of it. Um... So, SDCC is where big announcements are made, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about um, Marvel. Uh, Marvel had a huge panel there and made a lot of announcements, and then we're going to um, we're gonna run through some trailers. This year wasn't like a big, huge year for trailers for them. But we're still going to run through, I mean, they still had some pretty dope trailers. So we're going to run through those trailers and discuss them a little bit as well. But let's jump right in with Marvel, man. Did you did you see Hell yeah. the lineup? Like, holy shit. Okay. So <laughs> um, we'll just talk about each one of these. Uh, some briefly, some maybe a little bit longer. But we'll go through May 1st, 2020. So we've got close to a year. Before we get another Marvel movie. So if you're one of those dumb shits saying superhero fatigue, well, they're giving you almost a year. Um, Black Widow, it's supposedly a prequel to um, Infinity War and Endgame. I'm not exactly sure when it falls uh, as far as like the timeline goes, but it's it's a prequel to that. Um 
Taskmaster is going to be the villain in that. I'm sure it's going to be great. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. I don't know a lot about it. They've been pretty secretive about it, as they are about everything. Um, but Taskmaster is the villain in it. He's one of my favorite villains in all of Marvel comicdom. Um, he's got an amazing power. He's got photographic reflexes, which means he can just watch someone do something, and then he becomes immediately as good at it as them. So he could watch Michael Jordan play ba- like uh, He could watch videotape of Michael Jordan playing basketball, and now he can play basketball as well as Michael Jordan. Right. That's his power, and it's fucking sweet. Um, it is, honest to God, <laughs> it's the best power. If you could get a power in the real world, like you woke up tomorrow with a superpower... Don't say flight, don't say super strength, don't say invisibility. That's dumb bullshit. This is the best power you can have in a real world setting. I mean, yeah, it sounds uh sounds like it'd be pretty spectacular. Yeah, so that's the first that's the first of their phase four lineup. Um then we have an interesting one. This is probably one of the ones I'm most excited about. Fall of 2020 on the Disney Plus uh, streaming app, <clears throat> the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Um, it's going to be, obviously, Sam. Um, now, he did say in an interview at Comic-Con this week, that he, this past weekend, that he has done fittings for the Captain America costume. Captain America Shield is part Fun. of the icon for the show. So right. you're going to assume that he's going to be figuring out how to be Captain America with the help of Bucky during this. And Zemo from Civil War is the villain. So that is exciting. I'm, I'm so excited for Disney Plus in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian? Oh, the Mandalorian? Oh, are you serious? <laughs> it looks amazing. Like, just the fact that we're going to have, you know, first of all, let me just be, take the nerd hat back and be a parent. Like, I'm going to have everything Disney's ever made at my fingertips, uh, you know, animation wise, because I still love some of their movies. And then you throw in the fact that Marvel and Fox are all part of this. And it's kind of mind-blowing to think of the media that's going to be right there for a small price each month, uh, including, you know, my favorite comic book side of things. I'm a Marvel guy. I love Marvel. Uh, You know, I'm out of the comic books now, but that's... One of the awesome reasons that, uh, you know, one of the awesome things I love about us is that we can talk about this shit and I can come to you with stuff that I'm not sure of because you still are deep in that world, man. Because I don't have kids. (laughs) And I can, you know, I'm deep in the, with Marvel, I'm I'm all cinematic now. So if if I'm forgetful on something or lost on something, I can just shoot you a text and you can fill me in and it's awesome. And... I'm so excited for Disney Plus and the Marvel Universe that's going to be on Disney Plus that's going to literally expand the cinematic universe even more, and it's flipping awesome, dude. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) I can't say it any better than how you just said that. Um, Our next part on the lineup is November 6th, 2020, Eternals. 
Um, the Eternals are like super esoteric and kind of hard to explain, so I'm not going to get into it. Google it. Um, a hell of a cast. Angelina Jolie. Um, Selma Hayek. Uh, the dude from... One of the dudes from Game of Thrones. I am watching Game of Thrones. One of those fucking Starks. One of those fucking Stark kids. Rob Stark, maybe. Maybe his name is Rob. Red Wedding Rob. That guy. If his name's Rob. The motherfucker that got killed at the Red Wedding. Spoiler. Um, uh, <laughs> that guy. Uh, spoiler. Fucking spoiler for a fucking uh, episode of TV that happened six years ago. Suck my dick. Rob Stark gets killed in fucking Red Wedding. He's my boy. Um... Uh, he's in it, and this is another one of those movies that had, like, um, they're like, oh, maybe Keanu Reeves. Like, they've been, like, a lot of, like, oh, maybe Keanu Reeves. Oh, maybe Keanu. <laughs> um, I've heard nothing about Keanu, uh, so, you know, take it as a grain of salt. That moves us into 2021. February 12, 2021, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay, Shang-Chi, badass. Like, like back in the 70s, like, okay, the 70s, I wasn't alive in the 70s. But from what I could tell of the 70s, it seems like the 70s had this, like, weird obsession with kung fu, right? So <laughs> Shang-Chi is Marvel's, like, basically Bruce Lee. He's Shang-Chi, master of kung fu. Uh, he also had a book called Shang uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Right? So, like, Marvel was not any different. They, like, you know, they're like, shit, America's obsessed with Kung Fu right now. So they made this dude. He's basically Bruce Lee. But what I find interesting about this is the Legend of the Ten Rings. If you remember from Iron Man, the first Iron Man, when he was trapped in the cave, the terrorist group mm -hmm. was the Ten Rings. And then later, the Ten Rings came back. In Iron Man 3, when the Mandarin, but then we found out that wasn't the Mandarin, but then later, if you watch the short film that comes on the Iron Man 3 DVD, you find out that there is a real Mandarin. So they're coming all the way back around to this. The Mandarin is going to be in this. So, see what they're doing, man? This is how comic books work. It's We're beautiful. going back into something that was touched on five years ago that was touched on five years before that. Right. And, and it's, it's all tying together. And they it's do a lot of that storytelling, yes. Mike. Yes, and they do a lot of that. Not a lot of that, but there's there's a good chunk of the not a good chunk of the new Spider Man. I'm trying to say without spoilers because I know you haven't seen it. There's things in this movie that call back to other movies that happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where you're like, mm -hmm. oh shit, no fucking way, look at that. Um, Civil War and Iron Man, respectively. Right. So, after Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, actually, it's, the, you know, Shang-Chi and the Deadly, or the Legend of the Ten Rings. So, after that, <laughs> we jump forward to Spring 2021, WandaVision on Disney+. Plus, A series about Wanda and the Vision, I'm assuming, again, a prequel to... In Infinity War and Endgame. Um, yeah, yeah, I would think so. Wanda and Vision gallivanting, gallivanting around the world. <laughs> uh, Wanda Vision, I don't care for that name, but whatever. Um, May seventh, twenty twenty one. 
super excited about this. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and the Multiverse of Madness, which they have said is going to be their first foray, foray into the horror genre. Yep, that that right there puts it me right on notice. It is also going to star Elizabeth Olsen um, coming back as the Scarlet Witch in this. So you're getting the two weirdest people on the Avengers teamed up together in a horror movie. What more could you want? Nothing. Spring 2021 <laughs> on Disney Plus, Loki. So if you've seen Endgame then you know that there's some shenanigans in the past and the past version of Loki. <laughs> which we discussed on our show. Which we discussed so on you... our show, past version of Loki. Spoilers. Get the yeah. Tesseract in like 2007 and like gallivants off. So this is going to be about that Loki. So it's not going to be the Loki you know from Thor Ragnarok where he was a good guy or, you know... This is that real uh-huh. piece of shit Loki from the Avengers. Summer 2021, also on Disney Plus. What if? What if comics? They're like some of my favorite comics as a kid. What if comics are like random alternate universe stories where it'll be like, it'll be like, what if Captain America? became the hulk and then they'll tell a whole story about like what if captain america was the hulk it'll be like what if uncle aunt may was killed instead of uncle ben it's just like random shit like that right okay so you see like these like you know what if this shit happened and then they play it out this is um an animated series but they are having the actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe voice voice the characters, so there's not going to be that weird disconnect. Well, I love this. <laughs> November 5th, 2021, Thor Love and Thunder. Natalie Portman has been confirmed to return, and they are going the storyline route that um, really just wrapped itself up. It's been pretty much going on since about 2011 or 12-ish. Right. Um, Jane Foster, um, Thor becomes unworthy, and Jane Foster wields Mjolnir and becomes the new Thor. Um so a lot of people were butthurt. A lot of people were butthurt when it happened in the comics, and a lot of people were butthurt about it now. Of course they are. Uh, uh, how dare they? I uh, uh, hate this. No, Thor can't be a girl. Thor's his name. How could Thor be a girl? Motherfuckers. Ugh. God. <laughs> Damn it, man. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who? Right. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how the store shit plays out, because last we saw, he was taken off with the Guardians. And right. This is the there's no Guardians before this, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And the final part of Phase 4, uh, Disney Plus again, Hawkeye. Uh, Clint Barton gets his own TV series. They're going to introduce... Um, shit, I can't believe I can't remember her name. 
It's the young female Hawkeye. She also goes by Hawkeye. Can't believe I can't remember her name. She's a phenomenal character. Huh, I'm really disappointed. Uh, my hope is that it kind of follows in line with the Matt Fraction series. Uh, this would be something... Uh, I really love what Matt Fraction did with the character. Um, they're using the same kind of font from the Matt Fraction run, so I'm just hoping mm -hmm. that maybe we get that. Um, now, that's all of Phase 4. Now, what they did also mention was Blade. We have a new Blade. We do. Uh, we do. Marshala Ali... Um, who's in a phenomenal actor. I highly recommend watching True Detective Season 3. It's maybe the best season of television I've ever watched in my life. He's an amazing, brilliant actor. If you did watch any of the Marvel shows, if you watched Luke Cage Season 2, he was in that for a little bit. So he is technically in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but not. You know what I'm saying? He was in right, that, I believe, right. for the first half of the season. And <clears throat> um, was excellent in that as well. He's an outstanding actor. Um, this is a big get for them. As uh, the new Blade, he's going to be amazing. And they did say, they closed it out, Kevin Feige, who is the man behind all this. These wonderful Marvel things we get. You know, he's out here doing God's work. He, he said, is. He, he really said is. at the end, um, it's too bad we don't have more time because I'd really like to talk about Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2. The Mutants and the Fantastic Four, but maybe next time. So, uh, <laughs> what a sounds, tease! What a that tease. sounds like a Phase Five lineup to me. And if that's a Phase Five lineup, Blade plus Black Panther Two, Captain Marvel Two, uh, X Men, and Fantastic Four, that's a hell of a lineup. Now, one thing that did stand out to me that I don't think is getting enough press: there's not an Avengers movie in this right. phase. And I think that's interesting. It sh uh, I'm sure that's going to be a storyline point, a plot point over this phase. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to be needing to introduce some new characters, reintroduce some characters, Jane Foster, Shang-Chi. So it'll be, it, it makes sense to maybe take a phase off, build a new team up, uh, see what happens. Yeah, so that's, absolutely. That's all for the Marvel side of things. Um, does anything there stand out for you? What are you most excited for about that? Um, all of it is unfair to say, but all of it. Um, but most excited, I'm excited for everything, but most excited, I really, really enjoyed Doctor Strange. Uh, so to not only get to see that universe expanded, but to be kind of told it's going to be like a horror movie well sign me up man i'm all about that that will be fantastic uh i like i like the way that we just keep moving this forward i like how we're able to pull different properties into this now because of all the mergers that have happened and you know what low-key blade was one of my favorite marvel uh Cinematic experiences, I guess, from back in the day. Blades of fucking uh, awesome I, I, I know that some people hated the third one. I liked all three, man. The Trinity was probably the worst of the three, but I still enjoyed it. I found things to like about it. And I, I, I know some people were shocked that Wesley Snipes is being recast. And I enjoyed Wesley Snipes' portray as Blade. And if they had kept him, I would not have been upset. That being said... 
they're going in a different direction, and I'm all for it. I'm up for it. There's been enough time in between. We can reset this like they're going to reset some of these other things now that it's all under the same umbrella, and I can't wait. I'm also excited to see if Deadpool plays a role in any of these movies because, you know, we're hearing that he's still going to be the normal Deadpool when he's on his own and that they're going to try to use him in these movies or certain certain roles in these movies to where they can keep him a little maybe PG, PG-13 friendly. I think that'll be fun, man, and I'm excited to see how they do that as well. The most recent rumors about Deadpool are that he's probably going to be introduced in the next Spider-Man movie. Right, right. So, hey, I'm all for it, man. I am all for it. Sing. All right, let's get into these trailers. Not a hot year for trailers for them, but we got a nice lineup here that we're going to run through. Um, First of all, Snowpiercer. Have you seen the movie Snowpiercer? I have not. Snowpiercer is an amazing movie. It stars uh, Chris Evans, and it is about it's a post-apocalyptic world where humanity, basically the world, has gone into like a polar it's everything's frozen the outside temperatures like negative 100 something you die immediately you know um right so only three thousand people are alive and they are on this train which i believe is called snowpiercer that's where the name comes from and it's very much segregated the poor people live in the back part of it and they work so that the rich up front can live like a nice life on this fucking train right so it's about the the poor rise up, basically. It's about the poor rising up and taking this fucking train. And it's an amazing movie, but they've now made a series out of it starring Jennifer Connelly. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. The trailer looked amazing. Um, I love the movie, so I, I, I'm interested to see how this plays out over like a long form. Uh, Star Trek Picard... Um, I know a lot of people are excited about this. I'm I'm also I don't want to say like I'm not excited about this. Um I am. Uh, it looks it, it's obviously picking up from Star Trek the next generation with Captain Picard. Right. Um you know, we're picking up however many years down the line. I think it's amazing that they got Patrick Stewart to come back and do this. It looks to have like a, a darker feel to it. It's going to be on CBS All Access. So you're going to need that app or, you know, <laughs> you know, um, find a way, you know, you know, man, I'm not saying go out and do that shit, but like, you know, fuck me and everybody does it anymore. It seems like, um, Picard, I'm definitely probably going to check out, uh, just, I was a Star Trek next generation fan. That was the Star Trek I really got into. So I, I'm pretty curious for this. Um, one, I'm. Are you are you a Star Trek fan, Mike? Not really, but yeah, right, I'll right go up. with what you I really, just said. I, I I'll like go the with movies. what you just said. I like the movies, right? Like mm-hmm. the original cast movies. Mm-hmm. But like the show I got into was The Next Generation. And I fucked with Deep Space Nine because it was basically yeah. like a sister show. Yeah, I I'm fucked a, with I'm, those. I'm, I'm exactly where you are, man. Exactly what you just said. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. one I'm very excited about, Westworld Season 3. Um, Westworld is one of, if not arguably, the best show on television right now. 
it's um I'm not gonna explain it to you just because it's fucking wild. <laughs> if you don't know what Westworld's about, fucking Google it or watch a trailer or something. It's mind blowing. The shit is insane. It's a great show. If you're not watching it, you fucked up. Watch it. Um, <laughs> but this is uh, very exciting news. Westworld is coming back. Mike, do you watch Westworld? I do not, but yeah, I, it's on up. my list of things I need to watch. Yeah, man, I it's know. cool, man. One day your kids are all going to move out of the house in like 18, 20 years. <laughs> and I'll be able to watch all these yeah, shows. Yeah, and you have time to do all this cool <laughs> shit. It's all right, man. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Rick and Morty Season 4 was announced. Uh, Mike, do you watch Rick and Morty? <laughs> I do not, but I know what it no. is. No, I watch Rick and Morty occasionally. I know a lot of you fucking weirdo Rick and Morty fans are super happy about this. Rick and Morty fans are fucking weird, man. Fucking weird, <laughs> man. Uh, another one that I'm super excited about, HBO's Watchmen, which is a sequel, it's looking, to the Watchmen series, the Watchmen okay. comic series yeah. from DC, or the Watchmen movie, if that was your shit. That was the only thing you know, you fucking philistine. Um, <laughs> this looks brilliant. It looks, I can't wait. I love the, the Watchmen comic book. I also enjoy the movie. I'm not one of those people. It's like, they fucking ruined it. It's an unfilmable fucking comic book, man. They did the best they could, right? It's right. pretty good. Uh, so I'm highly looking forward to this. Mike, did, did you, did you read Watchmen, Mike? No, but I no. watched. I, I enjoy the movie. Right, the I enjoy the movie. Good. Yes, the movie has superhero titties. You know, it does. A, let's talk about <laughs> Malin Ackerman and her superhero titties for a minute. Malin Ackerman Fair. is like is like. I feel like most of Malin Ackerman's work is because they're sitting around talking about casting, and they're like, "Man, we need someone funny for this." And they're like, what about so-and-so? And they're like, no, there's also a... They're like, oh, I don't know. Can we get her to do it? There's a nude scene. And they're like, why don't we just get Malin Ackerman? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> someone has to... She's got to show her tits, and she has to be semi-funny? Dude, let's just get Malin Ackerman. Yeah, because she's going to show her... She'll do it. She's going to show her tits. So <laughs> she needs to be funny while showing tits. Dude, just call Malin Ackerman and see if she's free. Why don't we just think of that right away? Valid point. Yeah. So there is uh that's sorry, I heard a weird noise. I was like, what the fuck was that? It took me off my train <laughs> of thought. It was a really weird noise. It didn't sound right. It wasn't like a, a, a noise that I should regularly be hearing. Um Netflix, <laughs> uh The Witcher. I haven't watched this trailer because I don't really care. I'm talking about it because I'm sure it's a big deal to some people. Mm. The Witcher mm -hmm. is a video game series that I have not played that I know a lot of people enjoy. Yep. It's going to be a TV show. The guy that plays Superman is going to be in it. <laughs> right on. Could It could be good. It could be good. We're going to uh, kick kick the next. Could be good. It could be. It's probably going to be. I might check it out. You know, it's based on yeah. a video game. It's probably not going to be fucking good. Just letting you guys know. It is what it is. <laughs> but it could be. It could be. It could be. It could. It probably won't be. But it could. I'm sorry. It's just the reality of video game based yeah. media. Crossovers, yep. 
The next four we're just kind of going to hit is one, The Flash Season 6, Supergirl Season 5, Arrow Season 8, The Final Season of Arrow, and Batwoman Season 1. Uh, I watched none of them. I watched none of these. I used to watch Flash and Arrow. I, I got burnt out on them. It's... I don't know, man. It got to be like, well, what shows do I have on the DVR? And be like, oh, Arrow. Ugh. Ugh. Arrow. I think I just aged out of CW, man. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna fuck with the Winchesters until that, until Supernatural ends. But, I think I just, I don't know, man. It's not, I don't even know if I aged out. It's just, they just do the same shit. It's just the same shit. Every fucking season on this show. Every season, they just do the same things. They're all the same. It's all the same procedural bullshit. <laughs> I just, just like, oh, I just don't care anymore, man. Like, like, oh, all right, someone's gonna say run, Barry, run, and then he's gonna run fast, and then the next season there's gonna be a motherfucker that can run faster than him, and then someone's gonna say run, Barry, run, and he's gonna figure out how to run faster than them, and then the next season <laughs> there's gonna be someone that can fucking run faster than him. And then someone's going to say, run, Barry, run. And he's going to figure out how to fucking run faster than him. And then the next season, Mike, you know what happens the next season, Mike? Another someone's person that can that run faster, faster shows up. <laughs> so I'm out. It's like Arrow. There's always someone that can shoot a bow better than him on the show. Well, fuck, man. I thought he's the best <laughs> in the world. Like every episode of Flash is like, my name's Barry Allen and I'm the fastest man alive. And then the season starts and he's not the fastest man alive. I don't so... I'm done with these shows. Preacher Season 4. Now, here's a fucking great comic book show. It's the final season of Preacher. Again, Mike, this is going to be one of those things that you're going to get to watch in 20 years, and you're going to be like, dude, I finally watched Preacher, and it was brilliant. And I'm going to be like, yeah, man, yeah. that's that's cool. I'm, like, I'm glad that you had kids. Um, <laughs> oh, it's I the final so season now. of Preacher. Uh, it's a fucking great show, man. I'm really disappointed that it's ending. Four seasons wasn't nearly enough to do the comic justice, but somehow they still did the comic justice. They weren't faithful. It was, it wasn't faithful, but it was faithful to the heart of the series. Right. If that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, one that a lot of people are excited about, Netflix's The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Mike, have you ever seen The Dark Crystal? I have. I have. Fucking outstanding I think, movie, isn't it? I prefer Labyrinth. I think Labyrinth. this is going to be a lot of fun. I prefer Labyrinth. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, but like, that's you, fair. Bowie's dead. You can't do Labyrinth. Don't even try. No. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to be fantastic. Fucking fantastic. I'm really excited about this. And it's like, it's all puppets, man. Mm-hmm. It's all puppets. With uh, uh, practical effects, a lot of it, I believe. Yes. Practical effects, so. most of it. Like, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. they're doing it all practically. Um, mm -hmm. Here's a couple things up your alley, Mike. We had a Walking Dead Season 10. Yes, trailer. buddy. How do you, and uh, let's talk about that first. How do you feel about that? You excited? Um... I'm excited, but I have to finish this uh, past season before I can oh, get too excited. <laughs> Man. Uh, 
Listen, having having the work schedule that I have with a three year old who does not like to go to bed at a decent time, uh, four year old now, uh, makes it rough because I can't watch his stuff while he's awake anymore. So finding the time to squeeze that in has gotten harder and harder. I have it all on DVR and I plan on catching up as soon as possible. Just be nice if he'd hurry up and fucking mature, you know, and be able to watch. I know, I know, zombies and shit, brother. Just zombies, <laughs> man. Fucking tell him to fucking quit being a pussy. Um, <laughs> oh, here's the best part. He'd yeah. watch every second of it if we let him. Right, he'd love it, but you, mm-hmm. you should just let him. No, just one day. No, um, I don't want to wake up with like, him holding like a no, crossbow a, to my face. I'm so a, you know, I'm a good dad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, also up your alley here, an untitled Walking Dead movie, uh, a little teaser for that, promising the return of Rick Grimes. Yes. We think. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I think it'll be interesting to see what lines they do and don't cross with a movie. Uh, I'd like to think that all restrictions are off, and I'd like to kind of see where they go with this and you know rick grimes being not a part of the show anymore is a little bit of a problem for me so i'm excited to see how they continue this story arc yeah it's a little bit of a problem with everyone but you know <laughs> it's good to see rick back it's good to see rick back i just here's my thing i don't get Like, okay, doing, uh, how, you're still doing the movies, man. (laughs) But I guess, like, you only got to do, like, one movie every few years, right, I guess, realistically. Yeah, I guess. Right on, man, I guess. Uh, We had uh, another little glimpse of Terminator Dark Fate. They announced that Edward Furlong would be returning as John Connor. What do you think of that, Mike? Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Again, story continuity. I'm all for it. I like it, too, except Edward Furlong looks like a big bag of shit now. Uh, I haven't seen it recently, so there's that. Oh, boy. Google Edward Furlong now. Uh... (laughs) The most controversial trailer of the Comic-Con, Cats. Have you watched the Cats trailer, Mike? Well, sorry, I just got distracted because I literally Googled Edward Furlong 2019 and good lord. Yeah, it's something else, isn't it? He's John Connor. (laughs) That's the savior of the human race? What? Oh, buddy. I hope someone takes that cat to a gym. Yeah. Yeah. So have you seen the cats in a fucking everything, man? Something. We got to work fast. He's in this movie. They already have a trailer for it. What? Um, (laughs) CGI, Mike. CGI. So have you seen the cats trailer? Speaking of CGI. I have seen pictures and stills from it. I have not actually taken the time to watch the trailer because I'm going to be honest. I don't care. Here's the thing. I fucking highly care. Okay. Are you surprised by that? Uh, slightly. Well, here's the thing, man. My mom wanted to open me up to different forms of fucking art and entertainment, right? And my mom okay. is a Broadway musical fan, so I went to a lot of like Broadway musicals as a child. And um, 
Cats is the shit, son. It's the shit. I enjoy the book of poems. I knew the book of poems before I'd even seen the musical. And then I knew the soundtrack before I'd even seen the musical. And then I saw the musical. And it's fucking beautiful. Epic, Mike. It's fucking beautiful. The shit is amazing. I love cats. I like musicals in general, man. Like I said, my mom it took me. I don't like all of them. Secret Garden. That's not for me. I fucking hated that. I don't know how long I was. I don't know how long Secret Garden is, but it felt like it was every bit of 16 hours long. Like, <laughs> like it was the longest fucking shit I've ever had to sit through in my life. But like, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, the shit. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. The shit. So just saying. But I fucking love cats. So I'm very excited by this. It seems that people were expecting cats and not like these um uh island of Dr. Moreau human cat hybrid things. But you know, uh whatever. Someone will jerk off to it, so good for them. <laughs> um it chapter two we got another trailer for that the final trailer for that what do you oh, think i it? can't wait i yeah. can't wait i love the remake i thought it was fantastic shit got a hard <sighs> r rating they're saying i'm not look i know people kind of crap on remakes i think horror is the one it's genre a where remakes are okay i don't think it's um, even a remake man i, think, I, don't, I don't think so either it, it's 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 a Dude, re it's it, a retelling. It's someone else's it's a reimagining, vision of this. Yes. and it's so good. And like I said, the way that they did it, the way they the way they carried the story, and they paid homage to the old. And like I said, man, even remakes with horror, it's almost sometimes necessary because of the way that CGI and special effects can improve to make something that maybe looked a little bit cheesy now look grotesque and i am all for this and i cannot wait and i will go to the theater and see this mike fuck yeah good for you mike you should take the little <laughs> dude with you he'd love it yeah um here's one i I'm, i like a weird morbid curiosity with this next one top gun maverick Thir 30 years after the fact <laughs> where do you stand with Top Gun Maverick, Mike? Eh, we touched a little bit on it last oh, week. Yeah, I'm we not did. a huge I'm not a huge Top Gun person, but you know, for people that are, I'm happy for them if that's what they want. And, you know, just because I don't like it or love it doesn't mean that I have to hate it. There's a novel concept and uh you know, I'll probably check it out at one point in time. I doubt I'll be running out to the theater to see it, but I'll probably check it out. Fair enough. Our final trailer. This is a movie I'm so very excited for. This is a movie it might be like... I might be looking forward to this movie more than anything coming out next year. This year. I think it might... Fuck yeah, it comes out this year, actually. I'm so excited for this. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Should I be good. Cannot wait. I love Kevin Smith. He is a personal uh, hero of mine, I guess you could say. 
mm-hmm. find that weird to say as an adult human, but yeah, that's um, fine. Kevin Smith's uh, voice was an influence on my life at like an early crossroads, so I'm very excited to this. Very excited for this movie. You, you, Jane, Silent Bob fan, Mike? Yes, 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 I am. It's hard to be our age and like be the circles that you, we, <laughs> you know, I, most people know we didn't meet until a few years ago. Um, right. But we had like a, part of the reason we became such fast friends is we had similar uh, situations Taste. growing up, yep. like circles yep. that we ran with. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard. It would be almost. It would be very hard to be in those circles and not be a giant Silent Bob fan. Uh, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I can't wait to see that. Uh, yeah, I I might be looking forward to that more than anything next year. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's all I've got for Comic Con, man. That's 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 it. That's it. It was not a huge Comic Con. Um. Obviously, there was way more stuff that that we could get into. You know the. Uh, but we kept it to the main pop culture things here. Like, I'm obviously not going to tell you what uh, the fucking upcoming Batman storylines are going to be in the comics, because <laughs> you, you don't care. I would tell you about Batman movie stuff, but they didn't tell us about any of that. So, I'm sorry. Yep. So, those are the hot topics from what was kind of a slow Comic-Con this year. Yeah, uh, big time, uh, we'll just touch on this real, real quick and we can wrap this up. Big time, uh, figure news, especially with the wrestling figures. You and I are both collecting nerds. Uh, Mattel showing up strong with some future lineups. Uh, we've posted some of that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash, uh, drybypod. So go check that out. Uh, and there's also links for other things on that page if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I don't know if anyone listening is, but hey. Uh, Mattel showed up strong. I'm excited for that. And uh, other than that, man, Comic-Con, uh, I want to make it out there at least one time in my life to San Diego. We will see if that ever happens. Um, been to a few local wins, but I like to go to the big boy and see exactly what all the hubbub is about. But that's all I got, man. Anything else for you? Man, that 96 Crush thing figure. <laughs> it's going to be good, guys. I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. Uh, you guys are beautiful. We love you. Uh, Simba's mom also got raped. <laughs>